Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Where to Go. I'm James Atkinson, Senior Brand Manager at DKI Witness. And I'm Lucy Richards, Senior Editor at DKI Witness. And welcome to Where to Go, where every fortnight we find out more about the world's favourite travel destinations with the people who know those places best. And today we are going to Canada. Yes, we are going to Canada. And James, I know for a fact you're very excited about this recording. <laughs> I am very excited about this <laughs> this recording. I'm, I'm excited and living in fear as well because we are going to Vancouver in British Columbia. Last year, me and my wife went on our honeymoon and went across the sort of a bit of the Pacific Northwest yeah. of America and Canada. So we went to Portland, we went to Seattle, and we went to Vancouver. And Vancouver was my favourite of the three cities. No offence, Seattleites or Portlandites. I love your cities too. <laughs> and we did a bit of driving around the coast in America, which was amazing. But Vancouver is such a wonderful city. I had the best four days or so there. Mm. It's just, it's surrounded by mountains. It's surrounded by, mm. you know, you kind of get there and you feel like you're at the gateway of something. And I was, I felt like I'd really shot myself in the foot where I was like, why didn't I plan to go into British Columbia, go to Vancouver <laughs> Island? You kept on seeing all these signs for all these various like different hikes and trails and yeah. and tours and excursions that you could do. And I was, I was in love with Vancouver and had an amazing four days but I could have done done with another week or so to like gone into British Columbia yeah. so um I'm very excited <laughs> I know I, I have a horrible feeling though James that this is going to be a great episode but also it's going to really frustrate you and make yeah. you want to go to all these places because we have got a yes. really great guest on today we do we do and uh it's someone who lives in Vancouver but is an expert about going out of the city and yeah. connecting with nature seeing the best of British Columbia so who is our guest today, Lucy? So we've got Steph Reynolds. So a love for the outdoors brought UK-born photographer and travel blogger Steph Reynolds to Canada in 2019. And since then, she's become a permanent resident, living in Vancouver and documenting her travels around British Columbia. 
She's passionate about making the outdoors accessible to all and inspiring others to get exploring. Perfect guest. So welcome, Steph. Welcome, Steph. Hello. Hi, both. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to have you on the podcast. So as usual, we're going to begin with learning a little bit more about Steph, followed by the all-important recommendations on where to go and insider knowledge of Vancouver and British Columbia. Then we'll get on to Steph's tips and advice for traveling responsibly and safely in the great outdoors. So Steph, tell us, how did you become a photographer and travel blogger? So I grew up in the UK and I was lucky enough to live in Germany and also in France for a while. So I did French and German at university and as part of that you get to go abroad for a year. So I did six months in Hamburg, six months in Paris and it was like really during that time that I fell in love with photography. Um, So I would just, you know, go out and spend my weekends out and about with my camera, exploring different towns and cities, learning about different cultures. And that's when I would say I kind of discovered my passion for storytelling. Um, And then when I moved back to London, I just kept on practicing, kept on going on at weekends with my camera and then decided, you know, what, I'm going to just start an Instagram account and share my photos. And it was really like just for fun. Um, And then I decided to set the blog up just before I moved to Canada, so probably like 2018. And at the time, it was just like a creative outlet. It was a hobby. I was like, okay, this will be a nice way to share my adventures with like friends and family when I'm away. And so I moved to Canada and I was working full time in marketing and I was just blogging here and then. And then as my kind of Instagram account started to grow, I was like, okay, maybe I should take this a bit more seriously. And uh, so I'd say it's probably 2020 that I really started to like embrace blogging and started writing more guys and posting more often. And so I still work full time in marketing, but I now have like my travel photography and blogging business on the side as well. So kind of a happy accident in a way. It, yeah, definitely. I definitely tell people I'm like the accidental blogger. <laughs> so. And has that kind of love of like the outdoors and, and wildlife, etc. has that always been there like growing up or is that is that something that's only developed in the past couple of years? No, I think it's always been there. So I grew up in Southwest, um, so just outside, well, kind of 40 minutes outside of Bristol. So I was always happier in the countryside. And then um, just the way it works when you kind of go to university and then a lot of the jobs just happen to be in London. So I kind of found myself working in a city, um, but just really, I think that was when I really noticed how much I miss nature and being outdoors and how critical that was to like my lifestyle and like happiness so I'd say it's always been there but it was only I think like after six years in London I was like oh yeah okay (laughs) I think I want to be somewhere where I have access to more of the outdoor stuff for sure for sure London can do that to you (laughs) and what was it that first sort of drew you to Canada and why did you end up staying permanently So I booked a trip, this is like going back to like 2018, I'd never been to Canada before and decided to book a trip to the Canadian Rockies with my younger sister and I think I'd seen some photos on like Instagram of like Banff National Park and I was like oh that looks kind of cool like lakes, mountains and I showed my sister and she was like yeah that's that looks great let's do that and I I think it all came around because my parents had just booked like an epic trip away and my sister and I were like oh okay well we're also going to go somewhere like really nice if you guys are going somewhere nice so um we went to we did Banff National Park and Jasper National Park and we spent um I think it was like a total of two weeks there and the scenery was just like out of this world I'd never seen anything like it before and I just came back and wanted to explore more of Canada 
And so I looked into like different options for like working holiday visas and found like it's like the two year working holiday visa. And so I thought, okay, I'll apply for it. Um, But there's no guarantee you'll get it because it's a pool system. Mm -hmm. So there's like limited spots for every country. Um, So I kind of just applied and forgot about it. And then I actually got an invite to apply, um, went through the process, it all got accepted. And then I was like on the fence probably for a good six months about whether I actually wanted to like move or not. Like it's such a a big decision and like a leap of faith, like to just like pack up my life in London, say goodbye to like friends and family and move somewhere that I don't know anyone. I didn't have a job. And so I really wasn't sure. And then uh, my mum was like fantastic. She was like my cheerleader and she just said, we always regret the things we don't do more than the things we do do. And so I decided, okay, I might as well give it a go. If I don't like it, I can always move back home. Like, mm. really, that's the worst case scenario. Anyway, I, I loved it. I moved in 2019 <laughs> in the summer um, and just fell in love with British Columbia, like, straight away. Um, just love the scenery, all the outdoor activities, the lifestyle. And I met my boyfriend, who is Canadian. I made some really good friends. And so a year in, I just decided, okay, I'm going to apply for permanent residency because I'm going to want longer out here. Like, I don't know if it'll be forever, forever, but I definitely wanted Mm. longer than the two years. And so, yeah, I got that in 2021, like, was quite a stressful process applying for it during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got that. And so um, it's been really nice to know I can like stay out here for a lot longer now and just see what the future holds. Cool. And how did you end up choosing then Vancouver? Because that obviously then is a, you know, we're, we're talking about the great outdoors, but that's a city. How, how and why Vancouver? Yeah, so very good question. I initially wanted to go back to the Canadian Rockies. Like mm-hmm. I was so taken with Banff and Jasper, like obsessed yeah. with the, the mountains and the lakes. And so I really was at first looking at going back there. Um, but I kind of knew that the two-year working holiday visa probably wouldn't be like long enough for me and I would probably want at least a year extra to explore Canada. So I won't go into all the details on this, but basically um, there you can get extra points if you have a year's worth of Canadian experience in certain professional industries. Mm. And so that really like influenced the kind of job I wanted to get. Um, so my background was in marketing and so it made sense for me to try and find a marketing job. And it was unfortunately not really possible in like the Canadian Rockies, just like I would have happily like worked in hospitality in Banff um, and done something like that, but it wouldn't have counted. So I kind of knew I had two options. It was kind of like Toronto or Vancouver, because they're like the two biggest hubs and so many job opportunities there. And obviously, like the reason I wanted to go was for the outdoors. And so Vancouver is just really nice because you've just kind of got nature on the doorstep. Like it's so easy to get into the mountains Like we've got like three um, local mountains here and we've got Vancouver Island so close by. And so it was kind of just the obvious choice in the end. Absolutely. I can very much see that. And (laughs) finally, and I know you'll touch on this in the next section when we discuss what to actually do in British Columbia, but what do you love the most about it? I would say definitely the access to nature and wildlife. Um, Like 
the scenery here is just amazing. Um, you'll probably have got like a little sense of it from when you went to Vancouver, like even in the city, you see the mountains, you see the yes. ocean, it's got beaches. And then once you get further into British Columbia, you have all the rainforest, you've got lakes. And so for me, I've always been happiest like outdoors with my camera. And I just love being so connected to nature here. Um, and just because we have all of those things on the doorstep, like it's allowed me to like pursue like my photography and my blogging in a way that I couldn't when I was in London. So yeah, I would say definitely that and just the lifestyle that comes with it. Like we get to go hiking and camping at weekends. We'll go like swimming in lakes. Um, we'll go and sit on the beach in the evening. So it is, the lifestyle here is just so special. Like the cost of living is quite high. That is like the downside, but what you get is just incredible. All right, you've sold it. So <laughs> let, let's, uh, let's look at a couple of things to do. So to kick things off, we're going to ask you, Steph, to give us a quick fire tour of British Columbia. We're going to name a few categories and you have to suggest just one thing to do. So are you ready and primed? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Great. Let's do it. So firstly, your favorite view. Oh, it is so hard to pick. Um, I'm going to say Panorama Ridge. Panorama Ridge. Tell us about, mm. I know we say quick fire, but it, a little <laughs> bit of context you are allowed to give. Tell us about Panorama Ridge. Um, so it is a hike. It's not too far from Whistler. Um, so it's in Garibaldi Provincial Park. And it's it's quite a challenging hike. Like in total, it's like 30 kilometers um, round trip. But a lot of people split it into two days and they'll like camp at the top and then come back down. But oh. you go up um, the trail and it's like a load of different switchbacks so it's like a good workout and then you'll reach these like beautiful meadows and you walk through these meadows and then you'll finally kind of reach the final bit which is like the final ascent and it is a bit of a scramble um it looks like when you're standing at the bottom you're like how am I getting up there but it is actually doable and once you reach the top you have this amazing view looking over Garibaldi Lake and it is so blue like Gatorade blue and um, it's just surrounded by all these like mountain peaks and most of the time they're like covered in snow so it's just like probably one of the most scenic views it's a very popular hike for that reason a lot of people try to get up there for like sunset when you then see like all the colors changing and it's just absolutely stunning the clue was in the name yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, <that's true>. yeah. <laughs> amazing right uh, i imagine this one might be quite tricky as well uh, your favorite day activity uh there's a lot i would say um thinking about like visitors probably whale watching um there are a lot of tours you can do out here and, and they take you out and see all these like different whales and like um from march to october every year like we have a lot of migration and just like where vancouver is and just british columbia like we have um like orcas humpback whales gray whales um minka whales like they all travel through the passage so they're coming through like the solish sea up to the north pacific so amazing that does sound incredible um yep i'm adding that to my list and then your favorite thing to drink steph so we do have like a lot of amazing craft beer um, here in BC, but I am not a beer drinker. So it is sadly wasted on me. Um, so I would probably pick like for a local drink, like the Empress Gin, like any of their cocktails. Great. I don't think we've had gin before on a quick fire tour. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe not. It's like a very unique gin. So um, it's made over on like Vancouver Island. So it's made by like Victoria Distillers and it's named after like the really beautiful Fairmont Empress Hotel on um, in Victoria. So 
that's if you've ever seen pictures of it it's like a very grand and majestic hotel it's like hosted royalty it's hosted celebrities and so like the gin is inspired by that hotel and it's like got butterfly pea blossom in it and that's what gives it it's like natural indigo color so um look it up after this you'll see what I mean just like the bottle itself is just stunning and then you can make all these incredible cocktails with it yeah I'm definitely we've certainly never had a gin no I'm definitely looking it up sounds amazing I love gin (laughs) so moving on to your next thing so your favorite thing to eat oh um can I pick two is that allowed or just one just one (laughs) it's really hard um so we get amazingly fresh seafood here in British Columbia. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I'm allergic to shellfish, so I can't eat any of the seafood. But the wild Pacific salmon that they get is just unreal. Um, it's amazing, and I mean all the all the fishes, but especially like wild Pacific salmon. And then on the dessert side, we have this thing called Nanaimo bars. Um, so they were kind of named after a place um, on Vancouver Island called Nanaimo, and. There's a lot of debate around their real origin, but they appeared in like a cookbook in Nanaimo back in like 1950s. And then um, they've kind of progressed since then. But it's basically like they are um, kind of three layers. So the first layer on the bottom is like sedimentary and it's kind of just made with coconut, chopped walnuts, crackers. And then the middle layer is like a frosting, like with custard powder and like sugar and butter and all the naughty things. And then the top layer is just chocolate. Mm. So wow. they just come in little squares and they're so good. Wow. Imagine very, very useful for a home oh, yeah. as well. Right? <laughs> it's a nice treat at the top. Then <laughs> <laughs> finally, Steph, your um, favourite museum or gallery? I would say the, there's a whale interpretive centre, like a museum in um, Telegraph Cove, which is up on the north of Vancouver Island. Um, and it's just an amazing place if you're interested in wildlife and the history of it. They have um, a very large collection of marine mammal skeletons. Um, so they have like humpback whales, killer whales, porpoises, and also like bald eagles as well. And so um, it's run by the um, Johnston Strait Killer Whale Society. So there's a, like, a non-profit organization and their whole goal is to educate the public and um, increase awareness about these animals and the history and the threats that they face. So it's really interesting. They have like loads of different boards in there with like um, education, like about the different species, about like all the whale hunting that happened um, like centuries ago. And then they have as well, um, like this really cool chart that shows like all the different um, humpback, um, not humpback whales, sorry, killer whales. Um, and they you can see like all of the different pods and learn about like the local ones that travel through the area as well great fantastic so you can finish off your day of or weekend of whale watching (laughs) with with learning all about them as well that's great um well done you've passed the quickfire round (laughs) yeah with flying colors i feel like we held it up more than you so now you've kind of like given us some sort of like a a couple of recommendations Uh, tell us a little bit more about some highlights in british columbia which listeners just really shouldn't miss Oh, I could be here all day. <laughs> it's, um, it's such a big province and there are so many like different areas in British Columbia. So I guess maybe I'll just start with like Vancouver Island um, mm. because Vancouver Island has so much to offer. I think when people first like hear about it and they haven't seen it on the map, they think it's just like this really little small island just off of Vancouver, but it's actually this massive area and there's so much to see. So um, Victoria is the capital of British Columbia and that is on Vancouver Island. Um, And what I love about Victoria just being like an expat is like you can really see like the European and British influence just 
due to the history that they have. Like you'll walk around and see it in the architecture. Um, they have so many gardens, like they're kind of known as like the garden city. And the most famous one is um, Bootshark Gardens. And then they have um, one of the largest um, Chinatowns in Canada. Um, I think it's like the second largest in like North America, actually. So it's a really lovely place to go for like the culture and the history. And then not too far from that is a place called Cowichan Valley. And that's like one of the wine regions of Canada. So they have all the rolling hills and um, just beautiful hiking trails and lots of artisan food and crafts. So if you like that kind of thing, that's a good place to go. Um, and then we've got like Tofino. I feel like I couldn't talk about BC and not mention Tofino. So Tofino and Eucolette is more on like the Pacific Rim on the coast. And Tofino is known as like the surf capital of um, Canada. So they have incredible beaches, lovely rainforests, and like all the surfers go there. Um, the waves are incredible. So there's that. And then Eucolette is not too far from Tofino and it's got the Wild Pacific Trail, which is a lovely coastal trail. And I could go on and on about Vancouver Island, um, but I'll move on to another area, which is like the Sunshine Coast. Um, and that's part of the mainland, but it does feel like quite separate. And as the name suggests, they do tend to get better weather. Like we do get a lot of rain in British Columbia. Okay. In the summer, it's pretty good, but Sunshine Coast tends to be better for the weather. And uh, there's loads of lovely coastal towns like um, that you can visit and some hikes. It's got the Sunshine Coast Trail, which is like a hut-to-hut hiking trail that you mm. can do. Um, but they also have lots of inlets and they like really remind me of like the fjords in mm. Norway, if you've ever been there. So that's always really nice to see. And then there's like going more inland, um, there's like the Okanagan region, which is like the main wine region of Canada. And like what's really cool is like, you go through British Columbia and like the landscapes just change so dramatically. Um, you're in like lush rainforest and then the next thing you're in the Okanagan and it's like kind of more like desert landscapes. It's more arid, of course, for like wine growing, it has to be. Mm. Um, so that's really cool. And then um, the other area I'll talk to is like the sea to sky region, which is probably the area I've explored the most because it's so close to Vancouver. So it's like basically the highway kind of goes from Vancouver up and it's like one of the most amazing drives in the world because you're just like traveling along the ocean and you see all the little like islands in the middle of the ocean and it's just beautiful um and so you kind of go up that area and that kind of uh, takes you to Squamish uh, it takes you up to Whistler and then further up to like Pemberton which is where you'll find a lot of like the backcountry like hikes and lakes and things wow that's yeah. just a uh, it's so hard when someone says like what are the highlights I'm like oh there's just yeah, so much like you, you definitely need definitely need a few trips yeah. out here I think I'm listening to all of this with so much regret as well because as I told you before we started I, I was in Vancouver last year and I you know I was doing it as a part of a, a US trip so just like looped into Vancouver very quickly and so much I could have done from there uh Vancouver itself was amazing there and one of the things I like that you touched on there as well is like all the wine growing because actually one of the big surprises for me when I was over there is all the delicious like BC wine which I just didn't know was a thing before it was really really uh, great <laughs> yeah yeah I was so surprised because you don't think of Canada as like a wine region like I've always mm. thought like Argentina like France Italy and California, I came over here yeah. yeah yeah but actually it's um yeah very underrated they have some beautiful wines so 
I think you're just going to have to come back and do more of a British Columbia tour. <laughs> this, this is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah, I've never left anywhere with like so much regret before. Uh, there's definitely like, I mean, as you say as well, I think you talked a little bit about that kind of like the blues of the waters and stuff. And you just can sense it when you're even in Vancouver and just can see the mountains around it. It's, it's incredible. So, yeah. And if you don't mind sharing with our listeners, we like to unleash a couple of secrets on this podcast and get underneath the skin of a destination would you mind sharing some of british columbia's sort of best kept secrets and things that you know you might not see in every travel guide okay i don't know how much of a secret this one is anymore because i feel like with social media now like people have probably seen it but i guess you you might not know if you weren't specifically researching for british columbia but we have an area in British Columbia called the Great Bear Rainforest. Um, and it's the only place in the world where you can see the white spirit bears. Um, so they almost look a bit like polar bears, but they are a subspecies of black bear. Um, but they carry a recessive um, white gene that gives them their unique colors. So they are white um, instead of black, um, but only 10% of black bears, I think it's 10% or even like a little bit less, um, only, yeah, I think 10% um, are born with that gene. So they're really rare. They're very elusive. It's a protected area. So there are a lot of indigenous companies that will take you through the Great Bear Rainforest and like hopefully help you find um, one of the bears to see. But it is really hard because they're so rare. Um, so I'd say that's probably something that a lot of people don't know about because it is quite a remote area and it's not like somewhere that you'd probably be planning to go unless you were on a much longer trip but it's a really um amazing thing to see like I've seen lots of videos of them and I'm like hoping maybe next year that we can get up there and like do one of the tours and and hopefully see one oh, fingers crossed that sounds amazing good answer yeah I remember we did a sort of cycling special a few seasons ago Lucy where we talked mm. um for our book ride where we um talked to Jenny Toff who's based on Vancouver mm. Island and she talked about cycling straight into a, not straight into a bear but but oh encountering a bear on oh, a yeah, cycle ride right? yeah. yeah 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> uh have you had many bear encounters we can't do a, a Canadian episode <laughs> asking this question right oh my goodness yeah yeah no I have seen a lot of bears out here like I I think people don't realize when they they come out but like this area is like home to a lot of black bears grizzly bears especially if you go up to Whistler like I had a friend that was living in Whistler for a while and she'd be like yeah I just see them pretty much every day wow. like she'll be like walking back and she'll just see a bear further up on the road and and it is I think very very exciting um but just having moved here just like I understand now like wow this is it's very dangerous like you've got to be incredibly careful like not to endanger yourself not to endanger the bear um but they are everywhere like we don't really have um any in Vancouver um itself like as a city um we have like all the raccoons we have like um coyotes and things like that but we don't have bears but as soon as you go out hiking in Squamish or Whistler or you're heading over to like Vancouver Island like you've always got to like carry bear spray and make sure you know what to do because you you might run into one. Oof. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> And then, Steph, so then obviously you've talked a lot about hiking. We know you love hiking. Do you have any favourite journeys that you've taken? It can be a hike or a road trip, anything that you would recommend 
that we do. I mean, there's so many great hikes to do, but I think if I'm going to pick like a favorite journey, it'd probably be um, the one I did with my family last year. So my parents and my sister um, came to visit uh, in the summer. And my mum and sister had actually been out in 2019, just before I, well, just, um, it would have been September. So I had just moved to Vancouver and they came out and my dad had to work. So he got left behind. They were like, bye, see you. We're going to Vancouver to see staff. So they had booked to come as a family in 2020. Obviously we know what happened and so they didn't make it out and so last year was the first um, opportunity for them to come and so I planned a road trip from Vancouver all the way to Victoria on the island and then out to Tofino Um, and so we had a few days in Vancouver and then we went to Victoria had a few days in Victoria and then did the drive over to Tofino and honestly it was just um such an amazing experience getting to show them all of like these beautiful places that I have seen and explored and kind of getting to see it all again and experience it all again with um with them so that was really nice we didn't have the best weather um it did rain quite a bit um but we had we just made the most of it and it was really nice and there's something about Vancouver Island in the rain as well like it's that kind of moody west coast vibes um and then we went back to vancouver and had a few days in vancouver and took them up to squamish and showed them like that sea to sky area so i think that's definitely like my favorite trip to date it's very difficult when you're an expat like you do miss your Mm. family and so Mm. all those like moments that you do get with them just are so much more special and like meaningful so yeah i think that's definitely the best one and i i say to everyone like if you're coming to Vancouver, make sure you take some time and do like the drive over to Vancouver Island and do like you get on a ferry and that's beautiful in itself. And then drive Victoria to Tofino because it is an amazing drive. I'm just living with through so much regret. <laughs> <you know, that's... laughs> There's no regrets. No regrets. You just yeah, it's a I'll good be, excuse I'll, to come back. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. Um, but yeah, no, what what a place to show off as well. Yeah. And you sort of mentioned about like, kind of like spending a couple of days in Vancouver. How would you actually spend your perfect day in Vancouver? Vancouver is such a great city, and like one of the things I think I touched on it earlier, but like one of the best things about it is getting to live so close to nature without and you get to see nature it's like kind of just on your doorstep without leaving the city so we have some really lovely beaches all around Vancouver so I live in an area called Kitsilano which is just kind of like across the water from downtown and so I just like getting up um, and going for a walk along the beach in the morning and especially like today is like a beautiful day here in Vancouver and like sun shining and you can just look across over to downtown and see like the skyscrapers and then behind the skyscrapers is all the North Shore mountains so you haven't even had to leave the city and you're just seeing all of these beautiful mountains and right now they're covered in snow still and it's just lovely so I'll do that and then um, Stanley Park is another Mm -hmm. one of my kind of go-tos if I'm staying in the city so it's actually like one of the largest urban green spaces in North America and so you can walk around like uh, Vancouver seawall and um, that's a beautiful site and you just um, can see some of the little lighthouses and then you can go into the park and do like some of the trails so you kind of just feel like you're in this like big rainforest but you're still in the city. Um, and then I'll just go into downtown and do some shopping. Like it's, that's one of the nice things about Vancouver is it just kind of has everything. And, um, I probably, 
I would say as well, like if you have time, go and take the sea bus ferry over to North Vancouver and go to like Lonsdale Quay. And that's like a really cool area of like markets and you can like try different food. Like they have loads of like Asian cuisine over there. Um, And then in the summer, I don't know if they're going to do it this year. Um, It kind of got paused during the pandemic, but they used to do like a shipyards night where they'd have like all the street treks and um, like live music and stuff over there on like Saturday nights. So that was really fun. Wonderful day. That's amazing. And actually, I think you mentioned about the Asian food and you, you talked about it with uh, Vancouver Island, but actually like um, so much incredible sort of Asian food in Vancouver. I was finding it when I was over there quite incredible that you'd have like kind of, I don't know, free ramen shops in a row and they were all really good or like kind of like a whole street of like, amazing Chinese restaurants or quite a few Indian ones too and actually this enormous culinary geniusness I guess (laughs) yeah yeah and even like in Vancouver like you've got like Chinatown and um it's just lovely to go there and like if you're like cooking certain recipes like go and get the fresh ingredients like they have everything there stuff that you'll never find in supermarkets um and it's just yeah really fun just to walk around and like see the the different styles and like the different cultures there and one of the things that really surprised me as well, and you touched on it also there, is just the like getting on the water. It's really easy to take water taxis everywhere. It's actually the easiest way to get around. And just being that close to the water is incredible. And I love the seawall too. It's just one of the best things to kind of walk around you can possibly do. Anyway, I'm going to stop gushing. Uh, <laughs> uh, because we are going to move on to our next section where we talk a little bit about Vancouver, uh, present day and a few things that are on the horizon. Unimaginably large, Canada's untamed wilderness consists of shimmering glaciers, dramatic ocean vistas, and forests of fiery maple trees. And while diverse cities like Vancouver, Toronto, and Quebec each have their own unique character, you're sure to receive a famously warm Canadian welcome in all. Whatever your dream trip to Canada entails, your DKI Witness Guide ensures you experience all that the country has to offer. Get your copy wherever you get your books or find it via the link in our episode bio. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. With so much on offer, British Columbia is really a year-round destination, but is there a particularly good time, Steph, where you'd visit? I think it really depends, because you're right, it is a really good all-year-round destination. So I think it depends on, like, the kind of holiday that you want and, like, the activities that you want to do. So 
I'm definitely biased. I, I would say like go every season um, because you do need like more than one trip over here. There's so much to see. So I think if you're a skier or a snowboarder, then winter is obviously the best time to go um, just because we have so many amazing ski resorts out here. So Whistler's probably like the most well-known, but there's also like Revelstoke, Big White, um, Sun Peaks, like the list goes on. So I think that's a really nice time if you're into that side of um those kind of activities Mm. but spring is also lovely like it can still be quite snowy like often the snow is still like in the mountains I did a hiking trail um, last weekend and thought it would be fine and realized I should have taken like my spikes and my poles because there was snow everywhere in the mountains so you know that's still there and then we get a lot of rain in Vancouver um so like the springtime can be a bit hit and miss but Mm. it's also when all the cherry blossoms come out and uh it is such a pretty sight because in Vancouver we've got like over 40,000 uh cherry blossom trees and there's like 50 different types they bloom at different times and so the streets and parks literally turn pink um yeah so if you think about like wisteria hysteria in London it's like the equivalent of that here (laughs) when they come out um so yeah that's pretty pretty amazing and then summer I would say is like probably the best time to come if you want to experience like everything that British Columbia has to offer because you can do the hiking you can go camping you can do your road trips like the weather is usually pretty good like you know and summers here are something else because of all the outdoor activities that you've got so like I remember my first summer here and we were like going on road trips uh we were doing day hikes we were going swimming in like alpine lakes and I just remember like pinching myself and being like how is this my life like this is um (laughs) this is surreal so I'd say like if it's your first time to British Columbia probably summer or autumn because um, the weather's still pretty good. It's a bit cooler for like hiking um, and it's a bit quieter. And they absolutely love Halloween over here. Like it is big compared to the UK. Like I remember um, my first role, like they did a whole thing at work for Halloween. Like it was like a production (laughs) planning. So yeah, they have like pumpkin patches and like everything like that. So it is like a really nice time um, to come as well. So I don't know if that really answers your question. Like I said, I'm definitely uh, biased. Yeah, anytime. anytime so. <laughs> cool. That sounds. I think it's a great answer, frankly. Um, so instead, this season, we're asking our guests whether they can share tips on how travellers can explore more responsibly. So, do you have any advice for listeners planning to travel to British Columbia? Yeah, that is a great question, um, especially because we get a lot of visitors that come to British Columbia to explore the outdoors naturally, mm-hmm. um, but you need to remember it's like a very delicate ecosystem and so I always tell people research 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 um learn about leave no trace principles like they are Mm. a set of guidelines to help you enjoy the outdoors more responsibly and helps you like minimize your impact on the environment and on wildlife so you know we always say like try and leave like the outdoors in a better state than you find them so you need to respect like local wildlife you need to pack out what you pack in dispose of your waste properly and just always be prepared because like the weather can change quite quickly out here like we said you can come across wildlife and so just making sure you're really prepared and um and and just know what to do in those situations because it is quite a different um, place and especially if you're going to some of the more remote places in British Columbia then you need to have like certain gear where you might not have like signal for example like make sure you do the research basically Mm -hmm. and then 
the other thing I always say is like try and support like the local businesses and like try and book tours with like the indigenous companies like they have a wealth of information they are incredible storytellers and you'll get a much more like authentic experience and you just know that you're putting your money like back into that community as well so um they do like I said um they do the tours up in like the Great Bear Rainforest but they also do a lot of like the whale watching tours um in Vancouver and Telegraph Cove um and also like Victoria as well so any kind of wildlife experiences I'd say like try and book with them because they just the stories that they can tell you are just so fascinating are there any good resources for that sorry to put you on the spot yeah so I would have a little look at like indigenous um BC like they have a list of like all the different tour providers and they also have like loads of information like the history um of the different indigenous Mm. communities because there are so many um so yeah indigenous BC is a really good one and then you can also look at um hello bc which is like our main um tourism website and again they've got a whole section all about indigenous tours that you can book in different areas great fantastic that's really really helpful and so um aside from kind of like leave no trace and and trying to respect the environment are there any other tips that you would give to potential listeners wanting to get out and explore the wild in vancouver yeah definitely around the wildlife side so we are very lucky here in british columbia like i said we have an abundance of wildlife and it can be very exciting for like visitors to see animals that they don't normally um see but i think that's the thing to remember is like they are wild animals they are not like the safe domesticated animals that you might see when you're like hiking in the uk so we're like talking about like bears cougars mountain lions um and so i say like you really need to research the hikes and the areas that you're going um, before you head out, especially if you're going hiking and camping um, and having that more like wild experience in British Columbia. So like there's a very high chance you're going to run into wildlife. And I think you just need to know what to do in those situations, because if you're coming from like the UK or Europe, there's like a good chance you've never experienced that before. And so I remember like when we first went to the Canadian Rockies, um, we actually had our DK um, eyewitness guide. (laughs) That was the one we took with us. Um, And it did talk in there about buying bear spray. And Mm. I'm going to just put my hand up now and say like, I was so ignorant to it. Like I'd never been anywhere like that before. And I just thought we're only going on like a little walk around the the town of Banff. Like it's not like we're going backcountry camping. So I didn't buy it. And so there was one day when me and my sister were just like walking through one of the forest trails, like very close to the town. And I could see through the trees that all these cars had stopped on the road. And I just thought to myself, what have they seen? And so I got my sister and uh, we walked out to the road. And as we came out, we saw a grizzly bear and her three cubs crossing the road. And I just remember thinking, oh, good, like, good thing that we didn't, you know, run into them. Um, So she'd obviously heard us talking and had decided to move them across. But then I moved to Canada, like, in 2019 and I'm hiking then with like Canadians and people who have like the experience and like I realize now like wow I put us in so much danger because I didn't have bear spray and if for any reason she had decided I'm not going to cross and going to turn around and confront us like we would have been in so much trouble so I think it's just like 
I, I think a lot of visitors don't realize like quite how severe it can be and that you do really need to like take it very, very seriously. Um, make sure you've got your bear spray, make sure you know how to use it in a situation because you just don't want to ever provoke a bear that like then attacks you and then you've endangered their life because they're then seen as a threat. So yeah, mm. that would be like my biggest, biggest tip is like just read up on it before you go. Like my sister still hasn't forgiven me for <laughs> ever putting her in that situation. So yeah. Hopefully one day yeah. <laughs> it'll pass. Uh, but remember bear spray, great tip. <laughs> Thank you, Steph. That's really great advice. Finally, are there any events to mark in the calendar on the horizon? Yeah, there is always a lot going on, um, especially because mm. it's such a big province as well. So I think the key ones coming up, like the cherry blossoms will be hopefully blooming very soon. And every year they do the um, Vancouver Cherry Blossom Festival. Um, So I think it's starting in April this year and it usually runs for like three or four weeks. And it's an um, an outdoors arts and culture um, festival. So they do like tree talks, they have a guided walk, a Japanese fair. um, And I think they are going to do the big picnic again this year. Um, and then there's also the Okanagan Wine Festival. So there is one in spring and one in fall, um, or autumn, I should probably say. I get so used to <laughs> saying like the North American words out here now. Um, but they didn't get to do them the last couple of years. And so I think it's going to be very exciting this year. Um, there'll be like a lot of different events and opportunities to like sample local BC wines and cuisine. Um, And then the other one I'll say is Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, That is taking place um, June the 21st. And that's like a very, very special day. There are often like so many different events across Canada to celebrate like the heritage and the culture and like the achievements of like different Indigenous communities. So just think like lots of storytelling, dancing, drumming, arts and crafts, and of course, food. Um, So that's another amazing one. And then I'd say like August and July, well, July and August is like the time for music festivals. There's like the International Jazz Festival that happens in Vancouver. And yeah, and and then the final one is like the Victoria um, Dragon Boat Festival that's happening in August this year. And so it is again celebrating like the ties between the Canadian and Chinese communities um, because they're so um, so big in Victoria and so there'll be like the boat racing but there's also like um, lots of entertainment and other activities as well. Fantastic all right schedules up. That was brilliant. And what a lovely snapshot of uh, British Columbia you've done for us there, Steph. That was fantastic. Really, really much appreciated. And you've been such a wonderful guest as well. Thank you so much, Steph. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Lucy, thoughts? Oh, it was wonderful, wasn't it? I keep thinking about that description of Gatorade Blue, like Gatorade Blue Water. Just She really brought the place to life. It was wonderful. Thank you so much, Steph. Yeah, thank you, Steph. As I said at the start of the episode, it's a... And, and throughout, kind of. Uh, it's a big regret that I didn't go further into BC. But even in Vancouver, the predominant colour really is like kind of blue. blue like the amazing yes. kind of like colours of the water there is completely unlike anything you see in the UK. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, Steph, you kind of brought that back to life for me and also really gave me lots of ideas for our next trip to BC. Uh, so thank you so much, Steph. Uh, if you listener if you want to follow Steph's adventures you can do so her blog is lovefromsteph.com or you can find her on Instagram at love.from.steph 
and yeah you'll see loads of amazing adventures there i am almost kind of dreading following her (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah where are we going next lucy so next episode i'm really excited about we are off to boston yes so going coast to coast yeah huge coast to coast journey that (laughs) but uh but yeah uh very similar i think we'll have like some amazing seafood some amazing sort of city and getting out city as well yes but obviously very different at the same time so listener you can join us for that in a fortnight's time and we shall see you then where to go is a podcast from dk witness it was produced by julia baker presented by lucy richards and james atkinson with the help of bella talbot for more information about dk witness follow us on social media at dk witness or visit dk.com forward slash eyewitness and please like and follow the show and if you have time leave a review your support means so much to us What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.